Section 14 of the American Bee Journal, Volume 17, Number 11, March 1881. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Calvin Moison, Dallas, Texas. www.moi.code.es. The American Bee Journal, Volume 17, Number 11, March 1881, by Various. Watchman, tell us of the night. Can you not recommend some reliable prophet who will prophesy good weather soon? The storm is terrible. Not a road in the county is passable for half a mile. The drifts are as high as the fences and the snow full three feet on the level. Bees are getting uneasy and must have a flight soon. Many report heavy losses even now. Others complain that all are sick with dysentery. In my home cellar, out of about 275, four are slightly affected. The balance are apparently in good condition. My outside apiaries fare worse. Two weeks ago, quite a number had the dysentery slightly. I should judge about eight or ten percent. How they now are, I cannot tell. Certainly no better. I believe that they can stand it a month longer, and my home apiary six weeks, but that is the limit. We are all afraid that Venner's prophecy of eleven feet of snow will yet be realized unless someone can be found to contradict it. Eleven feet of snow now would last us until all our bees had died a natural death from old age. Help us out of our troubles if you can. Geo Grimm. Jefferson, Wisconsin. March 3rd, 1881. It was with much pleasure we noticed in last Thursday's Associated Press dispatches evidences of Professor Venner's reformation. He undoubtedly has become convinced that the realization of the eleven feet of snow attributed to his prophecies would not only cause much suffering and privation with the majority of humanity, but work serious and permanent injury to the country itself. He has relented, or probably been bribed by Mr. McComb's liberal offer in the Bee Journal of March 2, page 69, and now promises us better weather in the future. His latest prediction is a reasonably early, warm, dry spring, cool, pleasant summer, and late, dry fall, followed by a mild and pleasant winter, of course, he promises abundant crops and a satisfactory remunerative harvest. But without any further reference to Professor Venner, and without laying any claim to the spirit of prophecy, we believe the coming season will be a very satisfactory one to those beekeepers who may be prepared to profit by it, and who have the industry and intelligence to make the most of it. The winter of 1879-80 to 80 was very mild and open, the scarcity of snow left the earth's surface exposed alike to freezing temperature of night and the pleasant sunshine of the balmy days. Spring-like showers were of frequent occurrence, and heavy rains accompanied with thunder were so numerous that they ceased to create surprise. While the weird spring music of the frogs was a familiar sound every month and nearly every week throughout the winter. The alternating cold and heat threw out the roots of the perennial plants, breaking off the long, deep-reaching taps and killing the rootlets. Hence the frequent expression, but little white clover in bloom and no honey in the blossoms. The honey-producing annuals have done but little better, owing, we presume, to the germination of the seeds in midwinter. 
and the frequent frosting of the tender sprouts before spring set in. Thus the summer and fall bloom was limited, and no provision having been made to supply the shortcomings of nature, bees entered upon an unprecedented winter with a poor supply of good, or a good supply of poor, honey. The many empty hives in the country this spring is the result. The past winter, whatever else may be said of it, has been propitious for the honey plants. Cool weather in this latitude set in during October. Vegetation was checked in the perennials and biennials. The ground was frozen in November, and it was overspread with a mantle of snow quite early in the season, which has constantly held the roots of the perennials in position, and prevented the seeds of the annuals from unseasonable germination. The stand of white clover last fall was good, and mostly of quite recent growth, which should bloom profusely this season and will only need heat and favorable sunshine to develop the nectar. The causes enumerated will also tend to confine the vitality of the linden trees to the roots, to be drawn out in profuse foliage and bloom by the genial rays of the summer sun. The numerous variety of flowers, we believe, will gratify the eye of every lover of the beautiful in nature, and well reward the labors of the painstaking beekeeper. That the price of honey will be remunerative next fall no one can doubt. In view of the lessened competition, owing to the heavy losses this past winter and the many who will utilize the bees they have left to refilling their empty hives. It would take more space than we can give a single article to explain why we have much confidence in Professor Venner's latest prediction, referred to above, though perhaps the wish is father to the thought. We feel confident many of our readers will cordially unite with us in welcoming the better time coming. End of section 14